0: Okay, let's get some sleep. Let's meditate on Romans chapter 1 to help us fall asleep and be transforming our minds while we're at it. I'll read the first paragraph and just sort of give you some prompts, help you to think about it. It says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. the nations, including you, who were called to belong to Christ Jesus. I'm sorry, to Jesus Christ. There is a whole lot jam-packed into that paragraph. Let's just let our mind settle on each bit of it and let it soak in. Uh, we've already done an episode on verse 1, so we'll ease on into to verse 2. So Paul He's writing Romans. He's a servant of Christ Jesus. He's called to be an apostle. He's been set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand. So the gospel, the good news, that sinners like you and me can be forgiven and reconciled to God based on Jesus' death on the cross. This gospel, good news, was promised beforehand. This is something that people waited for and anticipated, not even fully understanding what it would be. But throughout generations, God's people, the Jews, waited for their Messiah. And then when he came, he came in such an unexpected way that many missed him and didn't even understand that it was him. But in Jesus, he embodies this gospel, this good news. It was promised beforehand. We look back on it from the future. Many of us, perhaps you, grew up in church and sort of taken the gospel for granted. You've always heard it, or you might be new to Christianity and it's new to you. Either way, it's helpful to remember that it was promised long before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So just think about the prophets for a minute. What prophets do you remember I'm talking about the prophets in the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures. Can you remember some of the prophets? I bet you remember Isaiah. That's one of the most memorable ones. about Jeremiah, Ezekiel, some of those smaller prophetic books like Jonah, Micah, all these prophets, there's several more, they were all pointing ahead to the coming of Jesus Christ to when this good news would be fulfilled. So Paul was set apart for this gospel God promised beforehand through his prophets. When you read the Old Testament, uh, they are all, in one way or another, writing about Jesus. That's what Jesus taught us. And especially the prophets were pointing ahead to the promises that Jesus would fulfill. So they wrote in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, God's son, who was descended from David. So there's many ways to think about who Jesus is, and there's nothing better that you could think about as you're trying to get some sleep tonight than Jesus. Who is Jesus? One of the ways to understand who he is is that he is God's Son. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God is one and yet three in a relationship, yet united in a way that we can't fully understand. Jesus is God. He is one with the Father and the Holy Spirit, but he's also distinct, and he is the Son. He is the Son in that he is dependent on God the Father, just like a son is dependent on his Father. And this is something, I've, I may have already brought this up in a previous episode, I can't remember, but if you read the book of John sometime and look at Jesus's relationship with God the Father, the way he talks about the Father and the way he talks to the Father and relates to him, you might be surprised to find that he doesn't relate to God the Father like an adult son relates to his father. He relates to God the Father like a young child relates to his father. Jesus, as the Son, was completely dependent on the Father And what's amazing about the good news of Christianity is that the forgiveness and reconciliation that we receive when we trust in Jesus as our Savior and follow Him as our Lord, it's so complete that we get welcomed into that same sonship, that same relationship with God the Father. It's incredible. So if you're a Christian I hope you are. I think you may, might be because you're listening to this podcast right now. You chose to listen to Scripture to try to get to sleep. When God looks at you, He sees His child. He sees His son or His daughter. He loves you with the same love that He loves Jesus And you get to approach Him as your Father with the same boldness and confidence that Jesus approached the Father. It's amazing to be a Christian. I bet you've been carrying stuff around with you today as if you're all on your own. As if you've got to handle yourself like a grown-up and carry your own burdens. But when Jesus said, come to me, everybody who's weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. This is part of that picture. When you come to Jesus, you get adopted as God's child. And He cares for you like a really good father caring for a child. And He knows your burdens, and He loves you. And He will give you the strength you need as you need it. The fact that you're going through something difficult right now doesn't mean that he's incapable of stopping it, it means he's allowing it for some good purpose that you might not understand, but that he understands. So just let that sink in for just a minute. I hope you're falling asleep tonight with the peace and security of knowing that God loves you as his child but back to the passage at hand so the prophets wrote in the Holy Scriptures beforehand concerning the gospel of God the good news of Jesus Christ Jesus is God's son Who was descended from David according to the flesh. So here's another aspect of Jesus. I've heard people say that when you're meditating on Jesus in the scripture, it's like turning a diamond in your hand and you're seeing different facets of it, how the light plays off of the different contours of it. So we've just thought about Jesus as God's son, and then we'll turn it just a little bit and think about him as a descendant from David. What do you remember about David, King David? You probably remember David and Goliath, the story of how he defeated the giant. And you probably remember that he was a king, very important king, wrote a lot of the psalms that we use still today. what's important to remember here is that because Jesus was descended from David according to the flesh, according to his legal lineage, because his earthly father was Joseph, he had legitimate royal lineage. He could be, in that regard, the king of the Jews. Jesus came as a king. He didn't only come as God's son to die in our place for our sins so that we could become sons of God. He also came as the king for God's people. So as you trust and follow Jesus, I hope that you're trusting and following him as the son of God, but also as the king of God's people. It is so good that we go to sleep tonight, citizens of the kingdom of God, under the watchful care of the king of kings and lord of lords, Jesus Christ, the legitimate king of God's people. So Jesus is the Son of God. He is descended from David according to the flesh. Verse 4 says, And he was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. Now that that's a bit of it's one of Paul's statements that feels a little twisted up and you have to kind of untangle it like a, a strand of Christmas lights or something. So Jesus was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness by His resurrection from the dead. So Jesus was inherently the Son of God. That's who He was. But there was an event, there was something that happened that declared and proclaimed and established that identity and in, in power, in great power, by the Spirit of Holiness, probably the Holy Spirit is what it's talking about there. What was that event that declared this truth? It was Jesus' resurrection from the dead. You know, sometimes you probably have doubts about. What you read in the Bible and uh, what you believe about Jesus, we all do. Uh, I've been a pastor for a long time and a Christian for even longer, and I still will have doubts. Uh, If you don't have doubts in the things that you can't see and touch tangibly, you're probably not thinking about it all the time. I think it's rational to sometimes feel, or maybe not even doubt. That might not be the right word. That might be too harsh. Uh, But questions may come up. Well, I want to encourage you when that happens to think about the resurrection. That is the historical event that declared Jesus to be who he claimed to be in power. That is the central event that the apostles refer to time and time again as they preached the gospel in the book of Acts. It is the backbone of Christianity. It's the firm foundation. Jesus really lived. He really died publicly. He really was buried. And then three days later, the tomb was empty and he was seen alive again. That is what sets him apart. That is the historical event that I look back to whenever I start to feel shaky about my faith. Everything else really springs from that. He was raised from the dead. If you are one who is fully trusting in Jesus as your Savior, you're you're one and only way to be made right with God. And you have put all your eggs in the Jesus basket as your Lord. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The one that you're looking to for direction on how to live. You're doing the right thing. Because He is the resurrected one. He is the Son of God. He is the King over God's people. And he was resurrected from the dead. I think that's probably a pretty good spot to stop for tonight. I want to pray for you and pray that you're going to get a good deep night of sleep as you think about these truths about Jesus. Father, I'm really grateful that my brother or my sister is listening right now, and I pray that uh, just maybe even just one of these elements of this passage would hang on in their minds and would be a source of fruitful, deep meditation as they fall asleep. That they would let the earbuds fall out of their ears and let these truths fill their mind and their heart and strengthen their faith in Jesus, strengthen strengthen their allegiance to Jesus. And because of that, that they would feel so deeply at peace and at home in your care, and comforted, and genuinely restful in you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.